to just lift your hands and make this vow right now. Say, oh, gonna love you forever. You're listening to KAYT 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. That they should always pray and never give up. There was a judge in a certain city, and he said, who neither feared God nor cared for, about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will find will he find on the earth who have faith? May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. like to thank I'm thankful for the music that we were rendered to this morning amen also this is youth day if you youth if you're still a youth and young at heart that's all right you can say amen still amen. amen looking at this text just briefly because it is youth day and it's an interesting text uh, this lesson comes from Luke he's the author of this book he's, it's been written between AD 58 and, and AD 60 is written to the Greek people of his time from Antioch and he's teaching his disciples on how to pray. It's a parable of contrast that sits in between when Jesus comes again and the tax collector and the Pharisee. And Luke views Jesus as the Messiah and the Savior of mankind. And he also focuses on the widow's persistent request. And special attention is given to persistent prayer and how the righteous judge will answer our request. I'd like to talk to you for a few moments upon the subject, won't he do it? Yes, he will. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. If you have questions about what is the parable of contrast, when you hear about a parable read thus, it means the story portrays a lesson from the depth of a negative standpoint to give the other side of it for the relevance of how the petition is made for the positive. Let me put it in clearer understanding for us. It sounds like a negative story, but there are lessons that you can pull from a negative story that will speak in favor for God's people. Are you with me now? 
So the verse 1 of Luke 18, the Bible reads, it says, we are to always pray and never give up. Amen. Some of us, we get into our issues and our walk with God, we stop praying. We stop praying because we can't see the very activity of our prayers being answered. Not because we haven't been in the spirit long. Not because we haven't read enough Bible. It's because we haven't been persistent enough in prayer. Are you listening to me today? And it drives us to a place. In Ephesians, what book did we say, everybody? Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, Paul admonishes us and he says these words. He says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. In other words, prayer ought to become to you and I as second nature. Are you listening to me today? Because when we are in the mindset of doing what God wants us to do, it'll become a second nature. If somebody holds, if somebody holds your throat long enough, you're going to gasp for air. Am I right about it? That's the way our prayer lives ought to be. Here in one commentary, it writes, it says, Paul is here urging that prayer as a perpetual state of mind, a continuous attitude of communion with God. Like I stated to you last week, that Enoch walked with God. He lived according to what God's standards were, and God couldn't stand it anymore for him being on earth. You need to come up over here, up here with me. Are you listening, beloved? Jesus means that we should not give up on praying when the answers to our prayers are delayed. Oh, my goodness. Keep on praying if it's been three years. Keep on praying if it's been three weeks. Keep on praying even though the scar is gone. Keep on praying because to pray always also means to so live day by day and hour by hour as to be in constant touch with God. So the first thing that we can learn from this passage of scripture is how persistence is rewarded by a sinful judge. I'm talking about the text. Go back there with me in Luke 18. The Bible tells us, verse 2 through 5, there was a judge in a certain city. Are you there, everybody? He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. Now, I don't think I want to go to that judgment. I'm just just saying what the text says because we're going to personify all this. Because if you ever get into trouble and you're before a judge, he or she, or whatever, uh, you don't ever want to just be in the, oh, Lord, I done got into the wrong courtroom. Mm-hmm. Verse 3 says, a widow of that city came to him how often repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. Coming to the judge, does it sound crazy? Coming to a judge wanting justice for your enemy and you. Are you listening? Verse 4 says, the judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman here is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. And the first thing that we can learn from here, brothers and sisters, is that the reason for her persistence, we find it in verse 3. Look there. It says, the woman came from a city to him repeatedly. How often? Repeatedly. In other words, she had to push 
her petition because the judge was not listening. What did she say? Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. You see, a widow continually appeals to this godless judge for justice. Yes, indeed. Now, when you contrast that, now, when we come to God, he's always willing to listen to us. Regardless of how bad you think you are, he is still listening to you. Can I give you a Bible picture? Did you not know that King Saul was crazy? You know who I'm talking about, right? David has already been anointed king. And God has already taken the king from King Saul, but he still had mercy enough to allow King Saul to still live. Even though the kingship had changed. Even though that King Saul was hiding and David could have killed him once, twice, sitting at the table, chilling with his son. He still could have killed King Saul. But you know what God said to David? David said, I'm not going to put my hands on the Lord's anointing. That's it. So so when we understand this posture of God, you have to understand the contrast of the woman before the judge. She was going to continue to petition the judge regardless of how many times he said no. Are you listening today, beloved? The widow apparently had none to protect her. Furthermore, she had nothing wherewith to bribe the callous judge or to offer in payment for justice. Evidently, having no one to champion her rights, the widow was wholly dependent upon the judge's sense of justice and mercy, but he was neither just nor merciful. He was the very antithesis of God. He reflected the character of Satan. We have to learn to positively agitate in being persistent in prayer. Because you can't bug God in prayer. Oh, my goodness. You have to get used to praying and agonizing with the Lord. Why? Because you believe that. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. Well, I'm I'm always asking God for this. Yeah, you continue to keep asking because he wants to hear from you every day. He doesn't just want to hear from us on the weekend. Or when we feel good. So I can imagine this woman, this widow, uh, petitioning this judge every time that she saw him. So you can imagine, church, that when he left his judge chambers and took off his black robe and got ready to put on his suit coat and got into his 350i BMW and getting ready to go home, she at the window pleading her case. He couldn't even put the car in reverse. She's at the window pleading his case. By the time he gets to the stoplight, he don't know where she came from, but the stoplight holds long enough. She's at the window again, trying to talk to him and let him know that you need to plead your case with me. The judge, in his mind, he forgot in the text message in which he received, his wife told him to stop at the store. I'm just talking about personifying this thing, looking at it as Jesus looked at it. It's a parable. Are you listening to that? So he rolls into Walmart's, into the parking lot, Elder Pender. Getting ready to turn the key back and already place it in park. Guess who's at the window? Where this woman come from? So this is still just in day one, right? This is still just in day one. He gets out of the car. Somehow he heard, you know, he heard what she said because she said the same thing. So he goes through and make his groceries. 
I did say it right for Louisiana, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, he goes through and makes his groceries, and he goes to the checkout counter, and he's wheeling the basket to the front door because, you know, they got to they gotta take your receipt and look at it, am I right? Yeah. Guess who behind it? Yeah. Tapping him on the shoulder. It's that woman who's making her petition. So by the time he put all the groceries inside the car and gets out of Walmart and gets ready to go down, you know, going down 49, wherever he's going. But next thing you know, uh, some some flashing lights flash behind him. You know how it is when you're trying to get somebody's attention when you ride behind him, you hit him with your high beams. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's looking, he looks in his rear view and nobody's there. He looks in the right mirror and nobody's there. But by the time his head turns to the left, she's waving. <laughs> Trying to get his attention. Now, remind you, she doesn't know where he lives, but sometimes information gets to us, sometimes unbeknown unto us. So by the time he gets home, in the gated community in where he lives, this story sounds good to me, by the time he gets where he is, he pulls into the gated community that he has to have a certain code to get into. He gets into the gated community. He pulls into his driveway as the garage door is rising. And then the next thing you know, he hears thump thump. <laughs> she gets out of the car. Because remember, he has to get the groceries out of the car because of what, what was text to him. And she's still making her petition to the judge. Yeah. He can't act in some type of way now because he at home, he got cameras around his house. He lives in the gated community. And the neighbors, you know, uh, whoever lives on the right side and whoever lives on the left side and whoever lives across the street, they got cameras too. So he can't act the plum or pineapple food. You know what I'm talking about. So he's still talking to her. He's a judge. He knows how to, he has the gift of gab. But he don't care for God, no care for people. I don't know where you get this job. But anyway, move on with that one. So he gets in and, 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 and taking care of that and get all his groceries in, and that's good. Then the next thing you know, he, he, he resides and, and talks to the wife a little bit. And the next thing you know, y'all know what that is. His phone is on silent. He looks at the phone. It's a text message. Guess who's texting it? It's the woman. Not that she won't him, but she won't him to give her justice. Yeah. A day passes. He gets up the next morning, drives to where he usually drives, and goes.